episode 78, Great Scott! Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and with me this week is the other co-founder of The Games We Play, Chris. Hello, all. Happy Halloween. Welcome back to the podcast, Chris. It is, is it Halloween today? Well, it's Halloween Eve, isn't it? I know, I can. Uh, yeah, today's the thirtieth. We're recording, so tomorrow's Halloween. So it's Halloween Eve. There we go. Yeah. Well, ha- belated happy Halloween when this comes out because it'll come out <laughs> exactly. Over it'll be November when this comes out. I know. Oh I my know. word! I'm not ready to Jeez. say Happy Thanksgiving yet. Well, we're getting close. <laughs> Very close. Oh, oh, we're off track already. Okay, this is episode 78 of the games we play. We appreciate you listening and tuning in. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. Uh, We're doing things a little differently right now during the pandemic. Chris and I are actually recording this remotely. I try my best to edit it and actually sync it up, but sometimes since we're doing this over the internet, you know... We talk over each other. It is the internet. <laughs> it is with a little lag. I mean, we, we have pretty good connections, yeah. but we try the best we can. But we do appreciate it. Uh, so what we do is we talk about the games we play. So we're going to talk about a few games we played over the last couple of weeks. Kind of give our thoughts, feelings, talk about the game a little bit. Just to uh, introduce you to it. And maybe the hope is that you find your next favorite game. Well, hopefully. Uh, I got a couple good ones to talk about this week. Good. I think you got some holiday-themed games to talk about. I do. Very cool. Well, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, before we move on, I do have to say, you you can't see this, you the listener, but Chris is set up in his little game library, if that's an accurate uh, term. That is what nice we're calling little, it, yes. He, he has a nice backdrop, but I do notice he has he has empty spots on his shelves. I do because those spots are pulled, those games are pulled out and sitting on our game table ready to prepare for tonight and this oh, weekend. Okay. So if, if you <laughs> I notice, I was say, Chris, you yeah. need to get some more games. Here. Yeah. No, no, if you notice um, the other games, there's a couple games in that spots and right around it are horror themes. So I'm trying to go through okay. the, the shelving area. If you look, there's a Star Wars area, there's a Lord of the Rings area, there's some uh, favorite themes. Of mine, and I've got some horror type games, and so I pulled several off the shelf to give try with Jamie and the kids, and we'll talk more about that here shortly. That's called a teaser. Yeah, nice. well, it looks good. The setup <laughs> looks good. It looks awesome. I like it. Uh, excited to see it in person at some point. Here. Absolutely, I know. Soon, hopefully sooner yeah. or later, but probably not for a little bit. We'll, we'll talk uh, more about that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can hit that at the end. Yeah. Uh, so let's just actually jump into it and start talking about some games. Do you want to go ahead and go first? Or? Sure, that is fine. All right. Um, yes, actually, and Brian alluded to it. Um, I'm really big into theme. I love theme. And with it being Halloween Eve today of recording and Halloween tomorrow, which is a Saturday, uh, Jamie and I and the kids are going to play some Halloween horror theme type games. So I love doing that every year. Normally, I have a, a game night where we would come over right around Halloween and get a lot of the guys. And But this year with the pandemic and things, um, 
yeah, that's not ideal to do. So, no. uh, so we're keeping it in the family this year. So, yeah, I pulled off some games and introduced uh, some new ones we've got and some uh, some old fan favorites. So, uh, just talking about a couple of the games that we have actually played. Uh, one of them is uh, Campy Creatures Second Edition. This is one I mentioned. I, I got a year or so ago. We've mentioned it before. It was a Kickstarter. I. I um, yep. pulled out. Uh, it's, it's, I would almost call it a trick taping, uh, a card game, um, two, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, two to five players and very Halloween themed. So basically what you are, you're, you're the mad scientist, you play the mad scientist and you want to, uh, basically, uh, get, uh, each, each, each person has a, um, a hand of cards, zero to eight in numbers. And that, that's a strength ability. And those cards specifically are monsters. There's like the blob, the werewolf man, and okay. a vampire, and, and all the, the this stuff all the way up to the number eight is the kaiju uh, kind of monster. <laughs> exactly. Okay. A little Japanese in there and stuff. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. Kaiju, if, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but so what you do is uh, they have a, a strength ability to take a trick as well as a special ability that interacts and does certain thing. And then there's a hierarchy of order of cards with symbology says, if you play this and it has this symbol, it goes first, then the yep. next symbol and stuff. So like that. So basically it's a trick taking game. What you're doing is you're, you're trying to uh, go get um, people. Uh, basically is you're collecting people and body parts and you're trying to build, uh, basically be the next mad scientist, create these horrors <laughs> okay. and stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so you're going after like the teenagers, and there's cards that say teenagers, and there's I mean, these. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, monster. Um, the thing I like about it this this game has a lot of replayability because there's different packs of cards you choose depending on how many players and things like this you um you add these uh, sections of cards um and they they uh, these cards basically if you think of made me think of sushi go party because on these cards when you go you're trying to take these tricks they have certain scoring conditions and numbers kind of like set collection set a little bit. collection absolutely like the teenagers those are individual cards you oh, get like okay. two points or three points on it um that but then there's other ones the more of these this type of card you get the more it's worth or there's even another card a set of cards that if you have even it's worth this many points if you have odd it's uh, okay. worth less and yep. then there's also there's some negative cards every time you pull out um depending on how it was Jamie and I so there was two people so we played there are two uh, basically cards you're going after uh one the and some can be negative which are like hu monster hunters and things like that so yep. add, that adds a negative points for you so basically there's there's two objection uh, ob objectives to do is you want to get these cards to score points to uh base and you have a, a, a tracker uh, basically a game board tracker that you move your little icon around uh, and keep score for victory points um and then also on these cards, certain cards have a location item because throughout uh, the game, you play at, at multiple locations, the graveyard, the manor, things like this. And those those have um, special abilities, either a one-time use or an um, at end of game condition that can add extra points to you 
or one-time use of ability of like getting rid of a negative card, things like that. So there's different strategies to go about where if you, it's not just going after the victory points. If you also get cards with locations, you get this special ability, which you can use uh, now or later on. So it, it was kind of cool. Uh, really, it, it was really neat. Um, there's a me mechanism in it where uh, if you tie, like Jamie puts the, the uh, zero blob card and I put the zero blob card down and we tie with strength points to uh to get your choice of card or stuff there's a an alternating game condition that allows oh she wins it this time i win it next time this kind of stuff you go up and down and you can have multiple players i did i say five i want to say if it's six yeah you said two to five two players. to five yeah, yeah, it is yeah. two to five yep. it is two to five okay um and then because so there's the game conditions if multiple people play it's basically a tracker that allows yeah. you and you're you're if you're on top you get the 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 tiebreaker then it, you drop down to the bottom of the list yep. and stuff like that yeah so, it's called the clash of yes yes clash of meter and it's it's actually there's two game boards to it one of score tracker and the other is the clash of meter then they have these really kind of neat um uh game icons so each uh you want to say faction or player basically has a deck of cards then they have a certain symbol like it's an eye or a tooth or something to mon monster-esque and yep. um, on the back of the cards so you know these are my cards when you play them and you don't yep. intermix them but then they also have scoring icons and uh that uh, clash of meter icons that are associated with that mm -hmm. emblem and it, they're actually kind of cool jamie really liked the the art and the, oh, man, it's, yeah. it's campy i mean really it is campy um, but it's it's yeah. not a not an expensive game. Um, mm -hmm. It was Jamie was like, hey, it's, it was really to pick up. Um, there's a lot of very lightweight yes, game. Very, yeah, I'd say very lightweight, very lightweight. Yeah. You could play with teenager, uh, maybe younger, 10, 12 uh, teenager uh, type kids. Yeah. Um, we got it done 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's. The replayability is is where you mix different cards and scoring conditions to go after. Like I said, think of if you ever played Sushi Go or Sushi Go Party, yep. where you make that menu. It's the same yeah. concept here. Same concept. Um, yeah, mixing. different locations. Yes. It looks like they could come out every time yep. you play. Yeah, yep. this is yep. actually key still uh, key master game. Key so master, the, yep. Uh, we talked about, Emily and I talked about Parks last week. Uh, Parks is the same publisher as Key yep. Master Games, actually. I'm like, Key Master, it looks familiar. Um, I have not played this, but I, we, as you've been talking about, I've been looking at the pictures here on Board Game Geek, and holy cow, the artwork on this yeah. is is fantastic. It kind of gives me the same feel as Parks with production value, where the the artwork looks great. It's a kind of a nice entry family game. Yep. I know it's creatures and monsters, but it's done in a, like a cartoony, not scary way. I right. would say very much. And uh, this looks really interesting. I really like it. Looks like it's blending a bunch of different type of game play mechanics together and this this looks this looks really good yeah this looks awesome i was very impressed with it It caught my eye when it came out on the uh, the second edition was a kickstarter uh, a couple years ago 2017 and it caught my eye and i just like oh you know i want i'd like i like theme games and i like horror type games sure. and i thought oh this one would be fun to play with the kids and things like that and they would easily do it and i've never heard much of Keymaster games before with with some other items and i'm like oh let's try it and I, I, I really liked it. Like you said, Parks is another one that's um, of late that is is of notoriety for them. And uh, but this is it turned out to be a fun, nice little game. And yeah, it looks, yeah. It looks really cool. I mean, it's you can get it for 15, 20 bucks. 
It's nice. it's it's not an expensive game whatsoever. So it was fun. Campy Creatures, second edition. And they have an expansion, which uh, I do have on the Kickstarter it came with. Um, but I we didn't play that yet. I didn't read the rules Very for cool. that. that was well, it looks good. Uh, I, I I mean, this looks great. I'll definitely have to check this out. This is going on my list. Um, yeah, this this looks awesome. It, this would be a really good lunchtime game yes. if we ever get back to work. Made me, made me <laughs> think person. of that. Yep, made me think of that, pulling it out. Um, for that uh, another game that Jamie and I got more on it and she played more of it was horrified so we, oh, you guys yeah, played more we played more horrified and just nice. it still did the basic uh the uh, vampire and uh creature from the uh, yeah they call it creature creature from the black lagoon um monster and it was fun it was fun she she kept yeah. equating it to pandemic so sorry oh, okay. and um which we last played pandemic rapid response Sure. Um, so which this this is more like pandemic base game of feel of where you guys cooperative the players have their turn then the monsters take their turn that kind of bit but the players have to strategize go around do things pick up items um ver- uh, items of various strength points and items of various colors to mix and match to do things and while the monsters um go around and wreck havoc and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. A uh, lot of replayability again. Uh, it's a game I, I like. I like that theme. And what I re- it brings back a lot of memories of watching these universal picture horror movies as a kid and growing up and, and especially the black and white movies yeah, and stuff. Black yeah, black and yeah, white. Yeah, You're yeah. Sure yes. Right? Hey, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I was born, there were color TV, but I did have black and white TVs growing up too. <laughs> so uh but no this is uh that's another fun game like we mentioned previously if, if you haven't had a chance to check that one out um i don't think it's a target exclusive anymore originally it was it's very rounded very cool stuff miniature market yep. um uh, all these the, the online and local uh, stores target still has it i think walmart has it now too as well so yeah but yeah good game uh highly suggest good family game too again uh, mentioned Very on that cool. yep and then uh um i've got other games do you want me to go into what's on the slate to play or we want to uh, talk I'll, later we can yeah, talk I'll, more yeah, of that we'll, we'll hit that at the end okay uh, that's perfect so I'll, I'll jump in here one of the games yes. we played just kind of continue on with a card game is we pulled out the fox in the forest oh, yeah so this is the actual two-player game and it's a trick-taking and it's a competitive trick-taking game for two players which sounds kind of weird because uh, if you've played any trick-taking games, usually you need at least four players to make a good trick-taking game. But this is actually two players, and it works really well, actually. Uh, we talked about the duet in the forest, which is the it's the same theme of the game, but it's a cooperative trick-taking game. And I know we maybe talked about it on the podcast, but this is the Fox in the Forest. This is, I think, the first one, and it is competitive. And... Um, you know, going to a trick-taking game and competitive for two players, kind of, okay, we'll see how this works. But it actually turned out and played very well. Uh, how, how this game kind of plays out is just like any other trick-taking game, you deal at cards. Now, the whole deck isn't dealt out, so there's still uh, seven or so cards that you don't see. And then a random card comes out, and that decides what Trump is for the round. And then you just go back and forth playing, just like a normal trick-taking game. But the difference here is that all your odd-numbered cards have a special action um, on them. So when you play that card, then it does something different uh, than your normal card. So something like the 11 might say, when you play this, the other player has to play a 1 or their highest card of that suit that was led. Um 
uh, there's another one like the nine says that the nine's treated like Trump. So it doesn't matter what suit it is. It, it acts like Trump. Uh, the, the seven is like a treasure that whoever takes it gets a, a point for taking a seven in the trick and, and so on and so forth. There's, there's one that you can swap out with the decree or i.e. the trump card is out from the middle and you can swap that. There's another one where you can draw from the draw pile. There's one that when it gets taken, I believe it's the one then you get to lead the next round, even though you didn't take the trick. And so that's how it plays out. And so there's a lot of, uh, it's a little more strategy. You have to kind of think through and what I and really enjoy about it is how the scoring works. So if you take one to three tricks, you actually get six points. But if you take four yeah. tricks, it's worth one point. If it's five tricks, it's two points and so on. And if you get, I think it's seven to nine tricks, it's worth six points. But if you get 10, 11, 12, or 13 tricks, then you get zero points for the round. And so you're going to play multiple rounds accumulating points between them. And they do add little scoring chips, which is nice. So you don't have to like write it down or anything. And first to 21 wins. And that's the game. Um, pretty simple, but with the extra action cards as well as the number of tricks deciding how many points you get, it becomes extremely strategic. It's not just, oh, who got the most of one suit or who happens to jump into the lead. There's a lot of strategy around maybe sloughing on purpose or maybe trying to run the table up to a certain point and then going off off lead. It, it's very strategic. And I really, really liked it. It went really quick. I think we played in 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Nice. Um, I think we got it done in five, four or five rounds. I ended up winning, uh, beat Emily by four points or so. So it was, it was closer than it may have sounded, but really good game. Really enjoyed it. Liked the theme. The artwork on the cards is beautiful. And it, it's a small little box. Yep. Like, you know. Love that type. Um, yeah, it, it definitely a game you could. It's a great couple game, obviously, just because it's two players. And if you like trick-taking games, it's the best of both worlds, especially in this kind of time. It's hard to, if you really love trick-taking games, it's hard to get those games in right now when you can't really see anybody. And so I would highly suggest this. And, and I believe it's really cheap, too. Um, I, I think you can get it pretty cheap. Uh, it's by the way another Renegade Games game. I, I was waiting to not talk over you about that. Yeah, Renegade Games, which they do the Paladins of the West Kingdom, the Architects of the West Kingdom, Clank, Clank. Uh, Raiders of North Sea. They really produce some yeah. good, good games. Yeah, yeah it's and, on sale right now on Amazon for eleven dollars and seventy two cents. Absolutely, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, it's a when you're talking ten to twelve dollar game, especially eleven seventy two shipped. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a good buy. Throw on your shelf you know play it every couple so often game. Yeah, you, you just game. oh my gosh yeah especially if you're looking like you said you like trick-taking games uh, you only have you and your spouse your friend or, or whatever it is two people hey let's pull this out let's play it ah gotta love those type of games plus it's trick taking i yes, love i know it was, it was remind me of diamonds and uh, yeah exactly jamie yeah, and i so lo good. love diamonds and so if we like that this definitely one that i i I'm sure she would really oh, enjoy. Absolutely. And it's yeah, like, it's again, it's one where you can get a couple games in and under an hour, really, yeah. you do it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, play. to me, I love a game when you get done with it, especially if it's a 15, 20 minute game and you're like, oh, I want to play again. That's a yeah, type of game. Exactly. I'd love those yep. games. Like, that's, yep. oh my gosh, yeah, let's play it two or three times a night. Yeah, you put it away on your shelf for, you know, a couple weeks, a week or so, whatever. But when you pull it out, oh yeah. And that, to me, that's well worth 10, 12, 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Gotta love yeah, that. Great game. Yeah. Great game. That's definitely one I'll bring into work once we get back into the office yep. sometime <laughs> next year. Because that'd be a good game. Hey, Chris, yep. uh, you just want to 
Hey, yep. I just want to get my mind off work. Let's go play a game. Nobody else is available, yep. especially going back. Who knows who's yep. going to be working from home or not? Hey, let's just play a card game. Something easy, something, you know, at least, but it has a lot of strategy to it, which I like too. Okay, so second game I played is uh, Back to the Future Dice Through Time. So this is one of those games I got from that special over Prime Day, but it was like Target, you know, the Target was doing the special thing. And so I grabbed this and it's Back to the Future, so it's actually officially licensed. I, I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. Uh, I think pretty much anybody around our age that grew up loved watching Back to the Future. I mean, the movies are older, but I didn't want to speak for you, but I didn't know if you liked the Back to the Future movies at all. Oh, uh, yes. I grew up watching Marty McFly and, and the whole, <laughs> uh, what's what's a gigawatt? 1.17 watt of of light two point uh, one. Excuse I me. Think. Yeah, two point one. I'm getting my math off. What's yeah? I mean, it's a, a bolt. It's a capacitor. Bo it's a bolt of lightning. It's all these these movie quotes. Yeah, it's just yeah yeah. It, it was uh, so, culture so setting time and stuff like that. Oh yeah, uh, that's a movie most definitely. And I'm I'm very curious how that game is. I, I we just got our targets uh, toy and game um, magazine in the mail, and uh -huh. that's uh, the Back to the Future game is one of the. the well, there, board games there, and there's stuff. two of them, and see, oh, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize there's that. actually two of them. So there's just the Back to the Future something. Uh, I think it's just called Back to the Future. Let me double check because yeah, I, I thought up. it was the other game that I was getting, but I got this one instead. Uh, so it and they both came out this year in 2020. So that's also kind oh. of oh yeah, that that's interesting. Then the, oh, there's the Back to the Future dice game. Yep, and that's the one I played and I was going to talk about here. And Back to the Future in Back in Time by yes. Funko. That's the Funko game. Oh, see, I'm thinking of the Funko game that came out earlier than this dice game. Oh, I, I got to look at that Target ad to see which one they're talking about. Yeah, but, I know. It's so confusing. Yeah. But, but you're uh, right. But the, the one we did get is Back to the Future, um, a dice through time. Dice through or time. dice through time, which is kind of a fun uh name for a game i guess right uh but it is it is actually um officially licensed which is really cool the artwork on the game isn't necessarily like stills from the movie it's all kind of cartoony and there's not really any of the faces you can tell it's doc brown you can tell it's uh marty mcfly uh you can tell it's biff but it's kind of a cartoony version which is okay yeah. um but it still looks really it looks really fun on the table, really cool. And basically, your player uh, piece is the DeLorean, Love and it. each player gets a DeLorean from one of the four years or timelines from the movies, uh, from all four, excuse me, all three movies. You got the Old West, you got back in nineteen, what is it, 1955, 1985, and twenty fifteen, right? Yes, uh, from the movies, and so you get a DeLorean from one of the times, and so the idea is you're playing. Doc and and Marty McFly from one of the timelines, and you're going all over the place because the board is made up of the four timelines. So like the top row is the the 1885, the Old West. The next row is 1955, and so on. And so, uh, basically, how the game goes is there's a deck of event cards that come out, and you draw event cards based on the number of players. And the event cards will either modify stuff for the rest of the round. Or they'll have the the spot or location in the year you're supposed to put the event card. And so the idea is you're going around and you're you're fixing these events. You're trying to fix or write these events. And the events all correlate with all the movies, which is really cool too. So if you're a fan of the movie, you know exactly what 
that event is specifically, which is pretty cool. And when you solve an event, you get one of the key items. What these items do and what the point of the game is you're supposed to take these items back to the original place they're supposed to be. Uh, so I think the inspiration is when Biff takes the sports all Mac, you know, oh, and then yeah. like creates the alter timeline. Yep. And so you're getting these, these, you're getting these items which show up throughout all the movies and you're trying to take them back to the spot that they're supposed to go oh, to. Oh, makes sense. And you're so, you're supposed to do that before, um, before the out of time, that's what's called the out of time tracker at the top goes to the game end. And this is fully cooperative, which is pretty cool. And so that's uh, so that's how the events work. And then you roll dice and then you take turns using these dice. And so the dice are custom dice with custom faces on them like the Doc Brown or Wrench, the Back to the Future, you know, the arrow thing, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And so you're using those and they all have special actions associated to them to move around the board to uh, solve the events or fix the events and then take the items and move the items to the spots. Uh, meanwhile, Biff is roaming around in each of the timelines and you have <laughs> to course. like move Biff off and yeah, you have to solve events to be able to return items back. At the same time, paradoxes are happening uh, based off of the events and the the out of time marker is moving based on how many events are on the board. So it's kind of like pandemic where the more you leave on the board, the worse it gets and the worse it gets and the worse it gets. That's exactly how this is working. Cause the out of time keeps moving based on how many events are out on the locations. And so then as you take the items back, then it goes back, you, you know, you're moving it back towards the, the zero space. And so it's just a race for time. No pun intended because uh, there's more event cards that come out than there are players. So unless you get a really lucky roll, you're always leaving an, an extra event every turn. So it's just a matter of time, again, no pun intended, uh, before you lose the game. And so in that regard, it's actually kind of difficult. It's a, It looks like it has a learning curve, kind of like Pandemic, where the first time you're playing it, you're probably losing. And we even played on the normal difficulty. We didn't even play on like, hard or <laughs> yeah. expert or impossible yeah so that's basically a game i mean it's pretty straightforward pretty easy this is definitely a great family game yep. plays in 45 minutes plays two to four players and it just it made me want to watch the movies which yes. is a good feeling it's it wasn't like oh this is kind of lame or kind of a grab like an ip grab no it was very stylized uh, they read like it's all custom artwork, kind of cartoony. The components are pretty cool. Like even the first player marker is the the DeLorean ste steering wheel with the eighty eight dial above it. Um, one of the dice faces is like the flux capacitor. Like just it just drips with Back to the Future. All the cards, events, everything has references to the movies that it's just a nice nod it just feels good like it feels like this is a back to the future game and you get to drive around your deloreans um it's a nice little it's a nice little take on the game i really i actually really liked it um it's not super strategic i mean it's kind of like pandemic you you can plan ahead and there's some luck you know there's some luck involved depending on your what comes out and what you roll sure but for the most part for a cooperative game it's kind of difficult challenging and uh, if you like Back to the Future, I think you'll like the theme. Again, not not the greatest game, but it's not a bad game. It's actually a pretty decent game. Um, right now, it's like 7.5 on Board Game Geek, which is pretty cool. That is a so, good one, yeah. I, I think this is one of those type of games. Inspire Ravensburger, which a publisher, mm -hmm. 
love I have so many Ravensburger games a lot of mm-hmm. Reiner Knizia is one of their main uh, one of their main game designers and stuff but um anyway um side note yeah this this drips back to the future theme and I think oh, this would be a, a great gateway type game for uh getting those new to board games or you know friends who love that franchise and ip theme hey you know you like games or you like uh you like oh i got a game to introduce you it's it's about back to the future oh i love those movies hey you know bring them in that kind of aspect of it exactly yes. and exactly. it's a dice game oh my gosh i love dice custom dice like you said and the action selection uh, yep. based off your dice and there's yep. some re-rolling in there and some yeah. strategy and how you do it yeah for sure yeah and the whole the whole thing yeah i grew up so movies came out in 85 through 90 and that was my uh eighth grade through uh high school years and so i'm very familiar with uh with the whole back to <laughs> that was very prevalent back in the mid to late 80s <laughs> so i i love the theme we've got the blu-rays it's one of jamie's uh, favorite movies too as well full of uh, full of quotes from you can still spew 30 years later so yep. it's good stuff. Great Scott. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, kept seeing the going back in time and Emily's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, that's okay. Apparently she didn't know the back in time song. Oh my gosh. So, yep. Look at that. It brought you two closer together. I'd love yeah. games that do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, on BGG, somebody took the cars and like customized it and like painted them and has their own like custom DeLorean oh, hilarious. Uh, from the movies. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, just either here or there. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's a, it's a definitely a decent game. Um, I, again, I picked it up on sale, which around $20, which I thought oh, was yeah. uh, very good. And uh, it's a, I think it, this would be a great family game, especially if you're I do too. a fan of the franchise. Yep. So yep. good cooperative. Yep. Then cool. you, you can play the game, then take the kids uh, or friends and watch the movies on Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, so... That was the game. Those were the games I played. Did you talk about the games you played this last two weeks? I guess it was. Yeah, is we a lot of horror, ho- Halloween horror things. Yep. Perfect. Yep. So let's uh, let's move on real quick here before the end of the episode. What are you going to try to get on your table for the next week? So I've still got a lot of Halloween themed games that we're pulling out. So um, got many off the shelf on the uh, game table ready to go for tonight. Uh, one of them is Run, Fight or Die. Right, okay. Gray Fox Second games. edition? Uh, first edition. So um, okay. I, I got a signed Richard Launius box edition copy that when it came out at, uh, we got it at Gen Con a few years ago, and Richard signed the big mutant guy's base as well as the, the front box um, of this. So it is, it's a game that we played for a few time. Really, really love the, the, um, the concept of it. Um, that of course it's a dice game dice game um came out in 2014 we got it at 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 the gen con and they did like brian alluded to uh just this last year uh re-implemented it with a second edition kind of cleaned some things up or added some things and uh, kind of changed a, a little bit that's that's a game we're looking forward to do tonight as well as um i have a uh, city of horror which is a game um, that re-implemented uh, Mall of Horror. So same oh, okay. kind of concept, <laughs> yep. the City of Horror, uh, a city block theme versus a mall. But what this is, is you have groups of, of different characters and you basically have to <laughs> vote out certain people. And <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, yes. say, 
Oh. This is negotiating a voting. I'm yes. like, what? Yep. In a whore? It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, you, uh, each person controls certain characters, and what they you have to do is you have to move around to avoid zombies. Well, there's uh, there's spaces on the board. It's area area like controller management type. Um, so what happens is is these players are worth so uh, much, and the person with the more players in it kind of is the leader or control. And so you have to negotiate of uh, if if zombies come into your area, you have to negotiate who you're going to sacrifice and and this kind of stuff. And there's like the grandma and the little girl oh, and the gosh. police officer and, oh, and some no. of these things. So yeah, you're like, oh yeah, we got to sacrifice grandma. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's wacky in that situations of that. Cool um, game yes, presence yes, with all the standees yes, yes, and there's like yep. a tower and stuff. Yeah, yes. so I'll look forward to hearing yeah about this we'll have to talk about it more on the um uh, uh the next episode but yeah this looks really yeah. cool i've never heard of this yeah. game before. C- city of horror um gosh when did uh, i'm looking it up it came, it came out. out in 2012 yeah yeah it's gosh, 90 dollars yeah Woo. it's unfortunately sorry it's one of those that um is isn't really produced a lot right now but i you can find it on um yeah, board game geek people to trade things like that secondhand sure, market yeah. things like that but yeah so it, it implemented a mall of horror which dr rob my brother has and he got me on it uh we played it at his house and then i'm like oh i gotta have this and uh, that when we played that in back in 2012 or so they just came out so i'm like oh i'll get the new city of horror kind of it uh, so, the yeah. city of horror looks cooler, yeah, just from a component standpoint right. than the mall of horror. But yeah, I li- you're right. I love games that have good table presence. I mean, yes, it it's always helpful if they have good game mechanics and good gameplay. But to visually, the tactile and visually, and everything that goes with that feeling of oh, this looks great. Oh, the you know, like you said, two D and three D presence on that, and the the whole the art is very good. But yeah, and I love yeah, I love cool. that 2D. Reminds me of uh, student bodies with the, the stand-ups. Yeah. Uh, and they have waves and waves of of <laughs> waves and waves of zombies coming at you. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. So City of Neat. Horror, if you can find that one. Yep. And so this is one which I was hoping I was wanting to have a game day with um Halloween type things so we can get to the list. And I'll, I'll um I'll tell you uh, other games that um, we got to get on the table. But um, these are games that are more of the two to four type hour games. Um, Stuff like Last Night on Earth and and By Flying Frogs and Touch of Evil. I don't know if you've... Did you ever play Last Night on Earth? Nope. Okay, so that is... Think of a... uh, uh, good old zombie B horror movies. That's what these yep. are uh, like. The yep. whole theme of Flying Frog. Flying Frog took a unique, um, uh, I don't say, I don't know, game design, publishing, marketing type aspects yep. where they're, all their characters and game players and stuff, they took photo pictures of them, their actors and, and fill-ins and stuff. So it's like the uh, the farmer's daughter and, all, and, and Biff or all these other guys. The the character boards are actual live 
pictures. And yep. that is present throughout the whole game, in the game book, um, all through this stuff. So they really have that neat of a present, different, unique type stuff. Um, I love frying flog, flying frog. Say that 10 times fast. Sober. <laughs> um, and uh, I love their gameplays. And a touch of evil is another one that's a Victorian yep. style where you go after monsters. There's various gameplay where you can do it solo or, I mean, individually, cooperative, teams, things like that. But you go after a main monster, but it's very um, thematic, extremely thematic. So last last night on Earth, it was a zombie-type game, one of the first ones I got, actually very first zombie game I got. Uh, Those two are ones that I'd love to get out and uh, play. Um, some weekend here soon. Uh, Fury of Dracula is another one. I've got the fourth edition uh, one. Yeah, I have that on the show yep. if I really want to play that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Fury of Dracula, a very highly rated game, uh, but never got a chance to play it yet. It's been years played with Corey and Brian, and I didn't think you were there. It might have been Scott, the nope. four of us. Yep, yep, that's what it was. Yep. yep. Um, so those are those are some games I want to get out. Um, another a couple games we're going to be getting out here this weekend. And playing with the family is Zombie Dice. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, that. It's Steve Jackson. Um, he's yep, known for Munchkin, and he's got tons of yep. games. Yep. I think we've talked yep. about it on the podcast yeah, before. It's, yep. it's a dice rolling pressure lock. Basically, you've got zombies coming at you. And so you got to roll dice. Uh, it's All it is is the components are dice. And they've got different yep. colored and symbols on it. And you, want, uh, you don't want to roll brains. I mean, the zombies eat brains. You get X numbers of... of um, of uh, attempts to get brains then you're out um but basically you're trying to shoot the zombies and 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 get rid of zombies you get points for killing zombies and you roll too many brains and then you you pressed your luck and you you don't get the points and stuff like that so yep yep. um final hour that's that one we arkham game we talked about i'm going to be playing that solo uh given that attempt uh i want to get out uh king of tokyo the dark edition so oh, that's yeah. what they, the, I want the kids, the family, we love King of Tokyo. So I've got the, uh, pulled it out of shrink wrap actually today. And we're going to play that one this weekend. Um, I'm very curious to see the differences with the dark edition besides just the, the look and feel of it. Um, there's supposed to be yeah, some game mechanics. To be another, yeah, yep. they're supposed to. Yeah. Yep. I, I have that. I bought it on sale on Game yep. Nerds, but I have it on hold with them. So, oh, gotcha. One of these days, I'll get my free shipping up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. Yeah. But so th- those are some of the games. Um, that uh, we're we're gonna be playing over here in this next week or so. Even well, even you're gonna have time. Uh, yeah, quarantine. Yeah. Okay. So yes, um, that's hence why I talked about alluded about having some game days, and but that's gonna be a while. So um, Jamie started not feeling good, uh, feeling yeah. different. Um, so she is a early childhood development coordinator and so her job is dealing with uh, early childhood kids you know uh, yep yep exactly and (laughs) kids who may uh, have some special needs and things so she's really involved with uh, supports uh, multiple school systems things like that so when she started feeling um, different um, she went and took a rapid COVID test and was positive. So uh, the kids and I are have to quarantine for the next 14 days with her. So we're going to be um, alone in home um, on Halloween, and I'm putting the candy um, <laughs> out on the porch uh, for the kids, the, the trick-or-treaters tomorrow night, and just saying, hey, help yourself, wash your hands. Um, just take one, please. And anyway, so yeah. <laughs> So we're uh, we're going to uh, get a lot of game playing in. So 
yeah, she's uh, uh, is feeling a little better. Um, just just some odd stuff, but it 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 is what it is. So we gotta all stay healthy. Um, take our medicines. Uh, just wash our hands and all the, the good precautions yep. you're sp- you should take with flus and the COVID and sickness. So, but we're gonna be those uh, those people who stand and not spread it to anybody. So, so that's us yep. for the next uh, fourteen days, uh, quarantined. Well, hope you guys stay safe. Thanks. I hope everybody gets better, though. Yeah. It is what it is. But it is what it is. As long as uh, everybody stays safe and gets over it, that's all that matters, right? Yep. Absolutely. Well, cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, head off for the rest of this episode? I'm very interested in uh, some of the Kickstarters coming out. There was one, I don't know, we, we talked about the uh, Sadler Brothers and Alter Quest. Um, mm-hmm. They came out with a um, some some fantasy miniatures earlier that hit like over a million dollars. It was ridiculous. Oh my of gosh! Course. And but they, uh, they there were so many add-ons um, that or ah, uh, stretch goals, that. stretch goals that uh, oh, people okay. got. So even though you pledged like a hundred and ten dollars for the 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 box it they ended up making so many and these guys which which i really like um and i don't know the whole marketing aspect there are some people that already have stretch goals out there but the the stretch goals on that turned tremendous so you're getting like these miniatures for pennies uh compared to multiple dollars with the high quality Mm. anyway so they came out with a horror line and a game called um dire uh was it dire alliance let me look at this uh dire alliance it's uh, which it's supposed to be a game system they're they're known for their um uh, street masters game system and mm-hmm. that was their main game that really launched their game company uh, blacklist games and then mm-hmm. they they've expanded with some other uh brooklyn city which is a cop uh yep. type um and and but so they came up with this new game system called dire alliance and their very first theme of it is horror it's a horror yeah and they're supposed to be able to add just themes onto it and place the same game mechanics so so, yep it just started um it's got a a time of the recording still 17 days or so left it's already funded it's already um over two hundred and thirty thousand dollars but i've i've been pretty impressed with the the campaigns they've run they they end up if they gain a lot of money and backing, they actually do a lot of, they add a lot to the games. So it's one of those things that they, they seem to be the, I get the image that they're the gamer and not just the game designer. So they do things that they would love to to have themselves if they were the gamers or yeah, somebody cool. purchasing. So I, I've, I've been impressed with it. So I'm very curious to yeah. start playing some of their games. Very but, cool. Yep. Yep. So anyway, that was a Kickstarter that I was interested in and looking at. Got to talk to Jamie to see if I can back one. <laughs> Haven't backed one for a while, for a while, while. So yeah, this might be up my my alley to see. Yeah, it just sounds like yep. it. It sounds like it. Well, cool. We can just leave it there. Sure. Uh, we're about 40 something minutes into it, but uh, talked about quite a few games. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about how the rest of those games you played out and curious to see how the Dark Edition for King, King of Tokyo plays. I know, plays. me too. Yeah. I mean, I own it technically, yeah. but I don't have it yet. So <laughs> Not in person. 
It might, it might, it might uh, get me a little more motivated to find a few things on Game Nerds. I'm sure I could find a few games uh, here or there to hey, buy. But it, it's coming up. We got to see what those uh, Black Friday specials I know, are. That, I'm, that's yeah, what I'm waiting for. I know. That's why I'm holding off, and I haven't backed things for a while and things like that because I know. Oh, I want to. There's going to be some good sales there, and, and I'm very yeah. curious. I always love that watching the sales and things like that, and trying to get uh, the best bang for my buck. Yeah, I want to pick up a little more uh, Imperial Assault, maybe some of the nice. other expansions, maybe some of the Lord of the Rings LCG, pick up some of those sets that I don't have yet. Uh, you know, Those are the ones that you can get. Hey, that little pack that's normally $12 is now $5. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff yep. you can get on there, yep. and that's what I like. Or or even smaller expansions sometimes you'll get. It's like, oh, it's normally $22. Oh, it's on sale for $11. Yep. Uh, those are the types of things I like to pick up on those Black Friday sales. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully game nerds uh, falls through or pulls out with some sweet deals we'll see we'll see look really excited about it we are actually coming up on thanksgiving though so when this releases we're what three weeks out three weeks out ish three and a half weeks out from thanksgiving i just want to uh say that our holiday episode we did this last year and i think it was a big hit i think this was our biggest episode our, our most listened to episode outside of our first episode, I believe, it might even surpassed it, is our holiday buying guide. We kind of go through with some list talking about our favorite, I think, like family games, kids games, strategy games. I think I I, I, I don't remember. We have a lot of categories. We just talk about our favorite games that we we love that we think that, hey, if you're shopping for a gamer in your life or you're getting into the hobby or you've gotten to the hobby, but you know, you're looking for new games for the holiday for your spouse or your friend or your roommate or whatever, or just, you know, even to buy for yourself uh, with with the, the specials like we were just talking about Black Friday, uh, we're going to put that out and we are planning on doing out an episode 80. And that is going to drop on November 16th. So that'll give a good over like almost 10 days before Thanksgiving. So hopefully give you enough time to make those lists up, maybe find a new game or two, and then you could buy them on Black Friday for, for cheap. Hopefully that's the that's the goal. So uh, really looking forward to that. Had a lot of fun putting yes. that list together last year and talking through a bunch of game. I believe it was like an hour, 15, hour, 30 episodes. So it'll be a little longer, but should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to that. So please stay tuned uh, and, and check that episode out. But I just want to let you know, we'll remind you again next week. All right, Chris. Now we got that out of the way. Anything else before we take off for the week? No, just looking forward to playing some games with the family. And hopefully everybody else is. Hopefully everybody's staying safe as we get into this cold and flu season. The typical cold and flu. Oh my gosh, yes. Just everything what's going on. So, hey, take care of yourself. Take care of everybody around you. And just remember it. Give them a hug. Just tell them, uh, just remind those you love that you do love them. It's one of those things that uh, you can go for granted on occasion but uh nothing like saying i love you honey or friends or family more than playing games with them so have fun yeah, enjoy the times absolutely cool well thanks chris it was nice it was great talking yeah. to you talking about a bunch of games i hope everybody out there is doing well just echo what chris said stay safe have fun uh spend some time with your loved ones if you haven't talked to somebody in a while call somebody yeah think of it something All right. Well, thank you again for listening. This is another episode in the books. This was episode 78 of the games we play. We thank you for listening. From the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. 
You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.